This is Ron Moss from The Heart. On this particular morning, as the other mornings had taken place, uh, the nurse comes in in the morning and uh, she checks my blood pressure. Uh, She checks my temperature. Uh, She's got a couple of pills to give me. And shortly after that, maybe an hour or so later, I'm being visited by a group of doctors, uh, one for whatever issues are with my blood pressure, whatever issues are with my kidneys, whatever issues are with my heart, and just whatever issues are with my, my body. I remember every time somebody came in, they would ask these series of questions, I guess just to see how much damage either I've done to my body or damage that could be done to my body. So they would always ask me, did I smoke? Did I do drugs? Uh, Was I vaping? And of course, all those answers were always no, because I grew up, you know, kind of in an environment of alcohol. Uh, I grew up in an environment where I really never liked the smell of smoke. And so I decided not to do any of those things. Uh, I just kind of kept away from drugs and alcohol and and smoking and all that stuff. And so I think that when I would tell them no, you know, the, the answer, I mean, or the response was always positive because I think that if I would have said yes, that it, they would have had to deal not only with the issue I was facing, but what other damage could already have been done because of because of me doing all those types of things. And so I looked at that as a as a positive. And so now here um, here comes uh, the doctor and here comes. And I also remember, I don't know if it was in that week's time, but they also ran an ultrasound of my heart. Uh, This was at Amed Hospital. And and the lady was kind of explaining to me how my heart wasn't pumping right. Uh, And then they came in and showed me the results of the MRI. And it showed that I had three block arteries. One was 80% blockage, one was 90% blockage, and one was 100% blockage. And I remember staring at the, the paper, the the, the report that they showed me and just not believing that 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 what that could have happened to me you know um, I remember trying to do herbs and trying to take these types of medicine and and you know I would go through these streaks of you know starting out wanting to exercise or go through these spurts or when I felt like I you know, I wanted to get back in shape or, you know, I would look in the mirror at my stomach and, and say, oh, boy, I'm, I'm gaining weight again. And, and, and just overall gaining weight and not really feeling good, feeling sluggish. And, and it, all of that came back to me as I was looking at that report about the blockage and, and, and how, you know, I was really uh, killing myself at the end of the day. I was actually... Uh, killing myself and and how uh, at first the conversation was we're going to see 
if we can put stents in you, which would mean we would go into your leg or go into your wrist and, and you know, do that. Or the, the other option would have to be uh, bypass surgery, where we would have to open you up. We would have to go into your chest wall and open you up. And I immediately was praying that they wouldn't have to do that, that it would be the stents that they would put in and, and I could get back on with my life and go back to work and everything would be normal and uh, and it would work out that way. And as the afternoon went on and as time went on and as this feeling went on and as I would talk to different doctors when the next day came and, and now that this news was out about my blockages and and now that they would come in and, and, and you know, talk to me about my breathing patterns and other things, there was more conversation now uh, around the subject about my heart. You know, it wasn't so much about my blood pressure anymore. It wasn't so much about my kidneys anymore. Now the, the main conversation was about my heart. And the, every day it was, it was beginning to conclude that the stents were not going to work. And that the only option that I was going to have was to prepare for triple bypass surgery. And I remember one day the physician coming in and kind of, you know, explaining to me, you know, what would happen. That they would take, you know, uh, veins out of my leg and replace the arteries uh, with those veins. And they would kind of showed me, you know, how it would all take place and... And, and at that point, you know, I think that's when my actual fear came in, you know, realizing that, you know, that that something that and this is how I believed it, because not too long ago. And I've talked about this before. I had done a funeral uh, of a lady who who lived to be 102 years old. And what was amazing to me, I, I always thought about this. What was amazing to me is from from one to one hundred and two she had the same body and she had the same heart and she could she lived 102 years and never had triple bypass surgery never really had any issues with her heart and here i was at 59 years old you know with a business working every day working 7 days a week you know, providing for my family, doing what I was supposed to do, I felt like. And here I was now in a position where I could live or die. And so I started now thinking about that. You know, you know, here it was, you know, all these other things that were going on, but now for me, it was it wasn't so much about my blood pressure anymore. Uh, they were giving me medicine for that. Uh, my kidneys continued to work. You know, they weren't working properly because of the blood pressure, but I was still able to use my kidneys, so that was good. You know, they were not damaged to the point of no return. You know, and now here I was, I was dealing with this blood pressure. I mean, dealing with this heart issue and, uh, and, and understanding that, you know, I knew people that had died of heart attacks. You know, I had family members and, and other people. And, and, and really what was more significant than that, I had a father who, you know, years before had had stents put in his heart. And, and you know, he had to have stents put in. 
who was now going through congestive heart failure, who was now going through stomach cancer, who was now on a dialysis machine. And, and so I'm thinking about that. So I'm thinking about his health situation. And I'm also thinking about my health situation. And how did I get here? You know, how did I get here? Why did I get here? You know, why didn't I take my health important? Why didn't I think that health was should have been number one on the top of my list? I should have been taking care of myself. And I say that because I know that there are so many other men that we think that we're invincible, that we think that we're overcomers and that we don't need professional help. We don't need professional doctors. We don't need professionals that that have went to school for years and who have studied and that's what they get paid to do is to keep us alive to keep us healthy don't get me wrong i'm a biblical man i'm a i'm a baptist preacher i'm a i'm a man that know god and love god but god put people here on the planet to help us they put women here on the planet to help us People who have went and got educated, who have studied the anatomy and, and know the body backwards and, and forwards. And, and they're here to help us continue to live a productive life. And, and I had to learn that it took me to be in the position that I'm, I was put in, that I put myself in, to now be looking, saying, okay, wow, you know, here I am now, you know, waiting on them to confirm that, you know, Mr. Moss, you, in fact, are going to have to have, you know, triple bypass open heart surgery. That we're going to have to go into the, your chest wall and we're going to have to go in and do this. I remember we were getting ready or getting finding out when this was going to happen. And then they came to us and told us that this would not happen in Anderson but the doctors in Greenville who did this procedure more than they did, they felt more comfortable sending me to Greenville. Now, for me personally, you know, that didn't make me feel comfortable. I didn't want to have open heart surgery anyway. It didn't matter if it was in Anderson or if it was in Greenville or if it was in Texas or in California. It didn't matter. You know, so it, it and I remember, you know, asking some questions and and I remember the chief of surgery came and said, hey, you know, this is going to be good for you. And, you know, these people, this is what they do day in and day out. You know, they have doctors who are, who are professionals who know what they're doing when it comes to, to heart surgery. And so we feel like the best thing for you to do or the best thing for all of us to do is let you go to Greenville and, and get this done. And, and I got to be honest with you, it was probably one of the longest and first trips in an ambulance that I've ever taken that far, you know, and I remember just kind of riding there knowing what was coming. You, you ever took a ride somewhere and 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 you kind of knew, you know, if you were going on vacation or you were going to visit somebody, you know, I was on a trip to literally have something done to my body, something major, something significant done to my body. And so the whole ride there, that's all I thought about. Oh, my God. I'm, I mean, I'm getting ready to go to, to a facility, to a hospital where they're going to have to do surgery, major surgery on my body. And there's no turning back. You know, 
unless I died before the surgery, there was no turning back. I'll continue the story the next time. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Oh, yeah. Peace.